All right, here we go, boys. It is episode 50 of Your House, Our Rules. If you've seen the other episodes, you know kind of what we're doing, introducing some of the people around the Your House, Our Rules brand, bringing some of them in, seeing what they got. We have uh, two faces that you have seen before, Jeff Hay, Mike Wallet, as usual, and a new face that you have seen now, uh, Drew Harrison. The pride of Cincinnati, Ohio. The pride of Cincinnati, Ohio. That's, <laughs> wow. uh, Not really. That, that's, Not really. We're so proud of you. <laughs> I, I am proud of you. That makes someone. Drew wants to talk about, uh, you know, like kind of a come up that Cincinnati has been coming on, specifically towards sports. And I mean, if you really think about it, sports is something that's so intertwined with, uh, uh, I mean, culture around the world. But like, the culture of Cincinnati in particular, yeah. we have we have beer, we have Cincinnati chili, we have sports, and that's that's Cincinnati. Yeah. We're always we're always that. Oh, Cincinnati is definitely like a sports town. I mean, even on like a high school level, when it comes to like the GCL oh, yeah. well, football, very much, and very stuff much. Like that. I will put us up with anyone as yeah. far as high school football and a lot of recruit yeah. like very good recruits oh. on the college oh, yeah. level, pro level. I yep. mean, LeBron James, one of the most popular athletes of all time, is. From uh, Cleveland, but I think we're trying to Crackrin. Uh, Crackrin, yeah. We're trying to kind of relate it to the fact that Cincinnati is kind of on a come up. You know, we've always had the Reds, which is the first the first MLB team of all time. But see, here's the thing: we are team. demoralized. But what I was getting back, we to, are. But, we are starved for a winner. If the Reds start winning, listen, that stadium will be full let, immediately. Let, let, let me finish. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Yeah the the thing about like the whole thing is like we do have a his like a historic baseball program. First MLB team. We first did, night game. We did our whole thing with the with the big red machine. Yep. We have multiple championships. We're up yep. there with like the Yankees and stuff like that. The uh, opening day itself is a huge, a huge day. It's a huge, in, it's, it, it's a huge deal. It is a holiday. But now we're starting to move into a time where like baseball is kind of taking a back seat, and like the Bengals who have historically just been an absolute yep. fucking terrible franchise is all of a sudden played in two straight AFC championship games. And we have shows- a soccer f- a club now that is like you said yep. before, go ahead and say what you it, just said. Before. It shows you how easy it is, Keith, dude, for you know the past decade it's been mike brown is public enemy number one the bengals suck they put two years of legitimate winning football on the field and good luck getting the fucking ticket right now like we are starved for a winner in cincinnati we are starved for one just put a good product on the field and they will come if you build it they will come people are wrong about the whole mike brown thing like if you just look at the bengals since the 2000s like We've built three winning teams that were like good, continuous, like playoffs almost every year, really good squads. Like in just the last 20 years, we have done fantastic in that department. I think Mike Brown gets way too much heat, but I understand why he gets that heat. I but still, I do think I he's to this day will not support Mike. Brown. No, no, I get that. But, but I think he's I think he's actually stepped back and allowed the control of the team. So That's he should fact. get credit for that if that alone. Like mm-hmm. and I honestly think people need had, to get off his nuts just a little bit. He's seen an opportunity. He's I think 91, 92 years old. Mm-hmm. He has seen an opportunity win one Super Bowl or even just an AFC championship like he's done. He can change the entire narrative on his entire life. He can rewrite the first sentence of his obituary if he gives the reins to his daughters, lets them spend money, lets them try to put a winner on the field. Everything that's been said about him, it's wiped off. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You we can change a legacy yes. with one easy step. And I think he realizes winning. that. It's yep. not. It's not. People be, will forget all the yep. other years and all Especially the other in bullshit. A city like Cincinnati, where if we you, don't win a lot. If you win, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's. It, it's uh, for me specifically, I know not everyone thinks the same way as I do. 
Mike Brown is never going to be able to be on that pedestal for me. He's never going to be able to change the things that he's done. Like the, the Bengals have been an abysmal franchise, and all he's cared about is putting or money into his own pocket. He has said, "I do not now, care about now, winning. I, now, I care about sh- now, shareholders' profits." Now, ste- stepping back and letting uh, Katie take over the team and stuff like that—it's definitely a big move. It's definitely we something that, some that can change. Yeah. And you know, a lot of things are happening that is for the benefit of that. Won't necessarily change for me. One thing that I will say about Mike Brown, I mean, uh, like the early 2000s, like the the mid-early 2000s, like oh. the 2005, 2006, like when Palmer came in, Chad Johnson and all that. Would have won we had a good Bowl team. We always, Marvin was always good at getting good players and fucking oh, putting absolutely. a team together. 100%. He just wasn't necessarily a good We coach. were horrible with penalties when he was there and clock management. Like, but that other comes back than on that, him immediately. Well, but another thing that sucks about when Marvin was here was like we had a really good team and then we lost coordinator, coordinator, coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like something that's going to happen to the team now. That's a Marvin though at the well, same right, time. But like yeah. our offense had to keep changing like because the offensive coordinator is gone. So now we got to do a new system. Now the offensive coordinator is gone. You're that's one no of the identity. well. That's one of the benefits about now. It's not necessarily not having an identity. That's one of the benefits about Zach Taylor calling the plays. Mm-hmm. Is if you lose your offensive coordinator, now your offensive system is still in place. Can I can I riff off beautiful. that? So go ahead. One thing: um, teams do not hire defensive uh, minded coaches now. It's going like the way of the of the uh, dinosaurs. It's becoming like more and more rare and. That's like you see it with Marvin. Like I don't know. Like he he could get you. He could build the team, but like he didn't have that offensive minded like aspect well, to him. And the, it always I feel like the issue the issue with the Marvin era of the Cincinnati Bengals was the fact that Marvin Lewis just really wasn't that good of a coach. I think there was a lot of luck too, dude. If, it, if Palmer his, doesn't blow his he, knee out, we was, win the Super Bowl. He was year. able to fucking get talented players and and, well, and like, that's Duke Tobin and like do that. But like his clock management. Awful, fucking yeah. How, yeah, exactly. How many years he was that here? penalties <laughs> killed us? Did he you was ever here see him over... fired up? Did you ever see him like you know like get like into I've it? Said that a lot. No, not that's really. not really his personality. No, it's no. not. But it also helps the mindset of the players Absolutely. on the field to feel that energy Absolutely. from your head coach. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's and, why I feel like this year is the year that the Bengals have. Like truly, like right now in the immediate future, I think is this year to do it. Oh, we need to win because the Super Bowl this year closing. because we're losing because we coaches have, next year exactly. and we're going to lose players. This is this so is much the year we have the advantage with yep. Burrow and everyone still being on rookie Absolutely. deals. We, we need to go all in we this year. Lou. We kept Lou and Rumo, and that goes back to my point because look at this: the Cardinals hired the Eagles' defensive coordinator. Right? Mm-hmm. What is the one thing that Lou does better than any coach definitively in the NFL? Halftime, Half-time adjustments. adjustments. What lost the Eagles the Super Bowl? The most abysmal defensive halftime adjustments you have ever seen. Well, to be honest with you, the Eagles defense did not really play. Absolutely, absolutely. But well, everybody talked about how slick the field was and that like gave the Chiefs like obviously both teams play on it, but that gave the Chiefs the advantage because the like the best thing about the Eagles was their pass rushing. And when nobody could get leverage at all, like that just gave like Every, that, that hampered. If we had played the Eagles in that game, we would have won. You see the Chiefs, everyone the talked about how was a good. Chiefs fan? Do what? Do you see the groundskeeper was a Chiefs fan? I mean, it's like a bullcrap conspiracy. But, but there's so I was much about to say, like, like how much? Gate. How much can we take yeah. that for? 
Right. I don't yeah. think it had any bearing at all, but it is actually, it's kind of funny because, you know, like I hate the conspiracy stuff, but it gives the conspiracy people so much cannon fodder. Like this is well-documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goodell had to have a meeting with this guy. He's like in his late eighties, you know, he's like been doing this for, Oh no, forever. I know. We yeah. actually talked this on yes. the last sports podcast. And no, he no, had no. to kind of be like, Hey, like you got to kind of be like, this is part of a uh, sod gate. Sod gate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which it's a stupid conspiracy, but Did people love it. It has people some legitimacy. Did you th- see like them changing the cleats during the fucking game? Like the Eagles had fucking to switch their fucking cleats and it kind of made you think that there might have but the chiefs, chiefs might have on the chiefs didn't they're playing did they? they're playing on the same field i yeah, mean players do that when, when it comes down to it when, based when, on field. when people are talking about the eagles defense the way that they did all year and saying that like it's the the best defense in the league the best defense in the league no matter what happens is not going to let fucking someone almost score 40 points on you in the super Bowl. Right. well when your defense like excels because of their pass rushing and then their de- their defensive backs just stick to you because they know their guys are going to get home up front and that's not working now your defense that's really good is going to look like shit when you're not getting home like it's just mm-hmm. kind of the way that that system works like and that can happen if so you're getting home there's, yeah, no, there's so I mean, much no parity in the NFL I'm not, I'm not saying the Chiefs could have won if the field wasn't bad that was just like like that really sucked for, for the Eagles because like they had the third most sacks all time behind the 84 and 85 Bears. Yeah. Like, But the one thing that you always have to preface that with is the <laughs> Eagles played the second worst schedule in the NFL. Oh, no year. doubt. They had they yeah. had an easy ride the whole way. Yeah. And, and it just kind of... It, it it, kind of, it showed where it really mattered. In the Super Bowl, the defense didn't show up. And, you know, when we're talking about the game before that the Chiefs played against the Bengals, like, they scored low low 20s, completely different Because our defense is yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. And, like, we, wrapping, we no wrapping it back so. around a little bit for, like, what the Bengals are doing for, like, the city of Cincinnati, we're starting to see uh, this. I was this, just talking this, about that. We're starting to see like fans from all over start to hop on the bandwagon. It's a cultural renaissance. Yeah. Oh yeah, Joe Burrow transcends being a well, sports player. He is a folk in Athens in Baton Rouge. He becomes a folk hero. Mm-hmm. He becomes Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, like he literally <laughs> becomes this mythical figure, and it's like it's it changed everything. Dude. I mean, it, it trickles down the bars, the restaurants, the hotels. Oh yeah, big helps. time. Well, that, helps the that, economy that, in Cincinnati. Extreme, big time. dude. And that's extreme, one thing like, that helps. You know, like with a sports team like the Bengals and an athlete like Joe Burrow that like is going to be on people's radar. He's going to be that like annoying Brady esque fucking character. But he's like, not annoying. Like people are going to like people are going to either love him or love to hate him and uh when it comes down to it that's going to bring people here people are going to come and see this and like you were kind of alluding to before like we have that like we're we're, uh voted the most drunk fans in the nfl the reason why that is like we have a bunch of microbrews we have a really good nightlife a bunch of really good bars and when you're able to bring people in and show them a good time that puts the city on the map with that and we also have a lot of fans that are really depressed after the shit that we (laughs) demoralized absolutely with cincinnati sports yeah when's the last time the Bengals had two players in the top 10 in jersey sales in the nfl never is the answer but now they have Burrow and Chase. Have like they ever even had one popular. Well, I'm sure Ocho Cinco. Yeah, Ocho Cinco. Yeah. 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 But you know that just that that like shows you know that like our social media presence has like been really good too. Oh, it's like been it. one of the killing one of it. the biggest like pushes. And then like some of the stuff they did before the games, like the light show they did, the uh, game balls, and the playoff yeah, the game. I was about to say the game balls. Yeah, the game balls. That shit's cool. Game balls to fucking local. Pat McAfee said people are going to start copying that. Actually, after last year, he gave the game balls to like local bars and stuff, and this year he was giving the game balls to like. Yeah, Bengals like 
backed bars Bengals in other bars cities abroad, yeah, yeah, in yeah. other states and shit which yeah, there's, really a, there's, cool. there's a huge one in Tampa Bay they have like I think like 100 people well, every I mean, Sunday I'm sure in Florida crazy. just because so many people move actually, down yeah, there yeah, they migrate down there yeah. especially yep. in the winter and time. you know my parents just moved to Florida uh, January of last year so mm-hmm. it's been a, about a year and they're in the villages which is a retirement community and my dad tells me he's like there are a bunch of ohio state fans oh, yeah. there's a bunch of cleveland and cincinnati because what is there like, three or four skyline in florida well where everyone goes to retire yep. is down there yep. and they're bringing people in from yep. like they've got kansas city fans yep. and like all over and stuff like that yep. but ohio is the sixth most populated state yep. so there's going to naturally be a right. large community yep. of so, them yep. in the retirement. Uh, about the Bengals, a little bit different subject about him i was watching uh uh, Bussin' with the boys earlier, uh, Taylor Lewan's podcast, yeah. and uh, you know the, the Titans up. just Pick just him released him the other day, and they were talking uh, about like teams, like destinations where he would want to go, and he didn't say obviously that he wants to go to Cincinnati, but like they were asking him questions, and he, one of the things he said was the Bengals need a left tackle. Like, did and, he really and, say that? Oh yeah, on the yeah. podcast. Well, and, it's the and like I said, it, obviously, the it, it's well, something no like this. This isn't our fucking daddy's bungles anymore. Now that we have done what we did the past two. Years, people want to come here. Say For it again. Sure. This is not your grandpappy's fucking Bengals anymore. And people have to understand. I have to understand that. Watching these playoff games, like you said, I'm fucking traumatized. I keep yeah, waiting. But, for- you, but you also have to respect what those people have went through oh, during the years yeah, of, of, of turmoil. And it's like and someone explained hell. to me these guys like that are on our team now. They have no concept of that. Half these dudes weren't even born back well, then. Some, we, like, half had, of them aren't from here. Some exactly. that they and that they've done really good with the the drafting is they've drafted players that were captains on their teams. Or that were that played at winning programs that played in big games. Yeah, character Character. has been a huge thing. So like all these all these stars on our team have never been losers anywhere that they've played in sports and now they're here and like that nucleus is like of winners. Like that's a Yeah, and I think that the Bengals have the strongest (laughs) nucleus out of any team in the National Football League. I think that uh, genuinely they have the most like team-oriented mentality out of any team. They People fun. talk about our locker room, they like our locker room tell. being so tight-knit yeah. and like I mean, unique. When, when Osai had that late hit to get the field goal to send the Chiefs to the Super Bowl or whatever, Hill was standing right next to that him in that awesome. interview and fucking, yeah. he was telling reporters, like, don't ask that yep. question. Like, yep. this is a young kid. He had a hell of a game. Don't We don't need to do that. But playing off that, do we have to release Jermaine Pratt for that exact same reason? Because no, no, he was just mad and upset in the in the moment. Emotions can get the best of you. Of course, I mean, even that big of a deal, for sure. But the 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 teammates, each of the the each of the players in that locker room have each other's back. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent through so much. And I honestly, I know it's the Burrow effect, but let's give some credit to Zach Taylor too. Oh, no doubt. And I was the biggest fan for the longest time, dude. Not enough. He preaches what he preaches, and they believe what he's saying. Exactly. Yes, it's the culture of what he's building, and the the players they feed off of that energy from Zach yep. Taylor. The oh, quarterback's yeah. coach had a, a better job offer to advance to a higher position. Didn't want to take but it. But like he didn't want to go also because the Bengals upped his pay. So he was making like close he wanted to, to play or, for Zach or what Taylor. he would have been making somewhere else. But yep. he wanted to stay here mm-hmm. and be with Joe Burrow and the Bengals yep. still. And we kept yep. Lou. He would have left. We Car- kept the whole coaching staff. Cardinals made, Cardinals made one of the, the biggest mistakes, and I guarantee you that you will see that next year. If you're going to hire a defensive head coach, Lou is the number one candidate oh, yeah. that you should have hired. The, Card- the Cardinals need an entire culture change, and they, they're probably not getting it. Yeah. Someone needs to, needs to get Kyler Murray's head on straight because like, the fact that he doesn't – like I'm sorry, like you can get away 
away with that in college and in high school. Spends more time like streaming. Video uh, he games. does. He doesn't watch film at all. Yeah, he does nothing zero, to educate himself. Zero film. Yep. Like you it's can't like do that in the NFL. High school to college. The defenses are too are like, too good. Wait, I can't just do this. The windows are too small. Like. Yeah. I cannot believe that's why they put it in his contract that he had to watch X amount of yeah, film a week. That's bad. And then everybody started bitching like, "Oh, you can't do that," and made a big deal about it. And then they like, yeah. I don't know if they took it out or like didn't make that an issue. But like, I'm sorry if I'm the head coach of a team. Like the quarterback's got to be the guy who's the first in the building, the last, last to leave, leave the yep. hardest worker, yeah. rallying that's his why. teammates. Like he's got to be a burrow. That's why to be a burrow. That's why quarterbacks always win MVP because like as much as like you don't necessarily like to see it, but at the end of the day, the quarterback is the most valuable position uh, on the football. They have the biggest like impact by with, far. Same with the Heisman. No, I agree James, with that. It's Heisman, definitely a quarterback. It, but see the quarterback. You're saying you disagree with it? No, I'm, I'm saying that... He just said, he said they disagree with it. He did. I'm, I probably meant to say I agree. But the MVP mm-hmm. and the Heisman Award are essentially, like, they are a quarterback's award. Like, uh, You have a better chance of winning the Heisman, like, yeah, if as, you're, as like, a, a quarterback. quarterback or something. When was the last time a defensive a player won the Heisman? Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it, here's the thing. But running backs win it all the time. Touche. Okay. Yeah, yeah to, to go... To, well, running backs can go off in college like they can right. in the NFL. Yeah. Actually, now I forget what I was going to say. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. There's not enough. Uh, in a, the reason for that is in college, like, there's not as much speed in the outsides. Because when I first started watching football, I was like, in the NFL, why don't they just run to the outside? Well, you don't realize how fast those guys on the outside are. That college closes off. NFL so, is so, the, the, the so leap, different. The leap from a defensive player from college to the NFL is so absolutely oh, yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. there's a reason oh, yeah. why you watch a college game and, like, they're scoring 40, 50 points, and then uh, when you watch a, a pro game, like, you're lucky to crack 20. And that's why you look at guys like Logan Wilson, people that come in and immediately make an impact, and it's, like, it's yeah. impressive, man. Yeah. And, it's and, impressive. And you were bringing up uh, Pratt before uh, and, like, how the whole thing with Osai and him getting mad at him, if it affects him. It does. It definitely made me look at him in a more negative light or whatever. Well, but Pratt, I think that the whole thing with Pratt is that he's going to get paid somewhere else. He's, and we don't necessarily yeah, need right. him because of someone like Wilson. Right. He's already upset. Like he, he took like all the stuff off his Instagram earlier in the season because he wasn't yep. getting all the third downs because they were putting Nakeem Davis Gaither on the field on third downs. Mm-hmm. But like, even if Pratt is better than Davis Gaither, like, at some point, you got to get those younger guys playing time because eventually you're going to be counting on Absolutely. them to be that guy. So like, and what they're getting his legs have to stay fresh. Yeah, well, he's going to be better. Well, I mean, you want to get him, you want to get him the playing time so that way if someone gets injured or whatever, Absolutely. he's not just coming in and not knowing There's what he's like doing. About, like, I personally think a lot of the reason that P Ryan has been ripping off these crazy runs is because he's fresh. Oh yeah, mixing you know what six years and you know he's starting to have that the uh, the wear and tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at uh, what Todd Gurley. He, he's old for running back. Todd Gurley was you know all world and i'm pretty sure he was out of the nfl by like maybe 28 29 yeah, he had a really short career so it's like you there's know, not very many emmett smiths exactly no there's Frank not Gores. the that's, the that's running Frank back Gore. the running back is very undervalued right like i mean less valued i should say yeah, now overvalued. Than, yeah overvalued whatever you want to say they're very, they're not as valued nowadays as they were when adrian peterson you know guys like that were in the league you know Absolutely. every time i mean well, now those guys, the, I mean, why? Like that's why I said, like they're talking about, well, do we get rid of Mixon? Do we, you know, what do we I'm do with Mixon? And it's like, man, I'm t- I, I, the only reason why I'm so torn on any kind of changes like that, other than additions to our team, is because I just love 
the core and like the feel of what this team oh, big guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking Mixon's a big locker room guy too and he's done everything that's right since saying. he's got here he did the coin flip incident. celebration that's what I, like yeah. there's so much well, that's because he scored on it that's there's so much <laughs> that each one of these guys that are already on our team bring to the mindset of this winning yeah. mentality yeah. that we're building yeah. here in Cincinnati that I would hate to heave you know we're, we're fine without uh, what was that Uzama we we lost Uzama yeah. last year. I mean, Uzama but, had a terrible we picked year up, too. We picked up fucking but, Hurst. Yeah, for sure. Years. But what I'm saying, like, he was a huge locker room. Oh guy. yeah, he, he was one of the vocal guys. Huge someone stepped locker room right up guy. But, in his yes. place. but yep. Hurst and Hurst. So kinda, maybe it wouldn't be that, that big that, of a deal. That's a valid point. Well, Uzama was like the he, locker room yes. guy. Yes. So well, maybe is, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if we did. But right. it just I love the camaraderie that right. they've. Maybe they can get Mixon to take restructure his deal. Yeah, like I I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean. I'm going to be honest with the whole Mixon situation. I'm okay with keeping him for one year, but he's old enough to the point where after his contract's over, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we don't need him anymore. For but sure. Here's the thing, and this is what this goes for fantasy and him just signing on. He literally, with that one game he had last year, do you remember? That, I think it was four or five, five touchdowns. touchdowns. That game immediately, like that, it literally changed everything. Like he could have that one game, he could have done nothing yeah. for the rest of the year on on either side, and that would have given him value yeah. going into next and people, year. People People were hating on him a lot before that game, but after that game, he really didn't do all that much. I thought P. Ryan had better reps, except for like the Buffalo game where he went off again. But a lot of right. that had to do with our O line just yep. moving their yep. defensive 100%. line. Well, P. Uh, P. Ryan runs north to south. There's two different styles of running, but yep. like I legitimately believe they do like play off each other pretty well. Like no, they do, and they were uh, P. Ryan was his backup in college at Oklahoma. Yes, yes, so, yeah, they've crazy been, they've been in about. the same backfield yep. for yeah. a long time. But is is that by design? Because like, are we like? I've like read that like the Bengals essentially changed the NFL forever by drafting Jamar and passing up on the O line and the immediate uh, success that we had. Team saw they said, "Hey, you can go for the skill position players and build the chemistry." Like because traditionally you build your team in the trenches, but you can go for you know a franchise quarterback and a big hitter, at, you know, at wide out, and you can win like off that. Like it, well, it all depends on what system you run because obviously right. like. There's a reason why we don't do a lot of five-step drops and stuff, and that's because we know that that Joe would get yep. killed by yep. doing it. Yep. And like the fact that Joe is so accurate and can actually play like that yep. by getting the ball out so quickly and just mm -hmm. nickeling and nickeling and diamond it down the field. Yeah. Like some quarterbacks get sick of that and they want to try and take the big play and, and attack no, downfield. No. And, and that's one reason why I, I'm not a huge fan of keeping Mixon is because we're way more pass-oriented when it comes down to it. He didn't, whether or not it was he performed because he's just getting old or fucking is just lo losing it a little bit, or we might have just not given him as many reps this year. But when we're a pass-oriented team, there's really no need to but do that order, when we can fill the cap space somewhere else. In order else. to be pass-oriented, you saw it multiple times this year. I'm drawing a blank, a uh, couple drinks on uh, exact examples. But The Kansas City game, if we, we would have we benefited had, a lot by running the ball. And exactly. And even if you're not like producing a ton on the ground, it just has to it be a possibility. Exactly. Yeah. Because when, but I think that P. Ryan's a better, uh, better running back for doing that. Oh. He's just, just running back by committee is like is is just yep, a better yep. thing because like is there somebody each each back? series like the oh, guy that comes is. in is going to yeah. be fresh like they're interchangeable. That, at this that's point. why those old school running back records and stuff for like rushing yards they're never going right. to be topping here because yep. every yeah. team has two running backs. Yeah, they'll hold yep. up. But we also have Chris Evans and we've got you know we haven't utilized him. We, we haven't utilized we him. We have Trayvon Williams. Trayvon Williams. And yeah. then we have we've got some guys. 
we got a super fast. He uh, failed a, a drug test. I know test. who you're talking about. Uh, I can't remember his Puka, name. Puka Williams? Yeah, something like yeah. that. But like um, that, we've got guys. Like, we do. We, but that's, that's what I'm saying. And is, is this live right now? Yeah, it's live. We need to wrap it up here some sometime soon. Well, uh, Are we going to do a sipping? Speaking of uh, skilled players, um, yeah. have to give a shout out. This is honestly probably my favorite part of the entire year. Trenton Irwin. Yeah. Trenton Irwin coming out. And the whole reason that he made this team was because he's a locker room guy. And I'll yep. tell a real quick story. So I'm in a Bengals Facebook group and there is a gentleman um, from, I forget where he lives, but somewhere in Cincinnati. And um, uh, so, uh, I forget his brother or something uh, was uh, killed in a shooting in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and kind of like had like a little like uh, social media campaign, like me and, you know, a few other people mm-hmm. on Twitter tried to reach out to like news personalities and other, you know, people in the, the organization. Mm-hmm. Cause his family's like, Hey, it'd be awesome if we could have a Bengals player, you know, like show, like come to the, yeah. to the uh, visitation and I'll be damned fucking. I'm like, was the guy. yes. And like literally like two hours notice. And yeah. also, uh, and Pac- the dude's got hands. Pac-Man Jones also showed up. So people want to talk about Pac-Man Man's yeah, got a hard I mean, goal. Like, uh, he took her. He took care of, or he's taking care Pac- of Chris Henry's Pac- kids. Pac- Pac-Man was a great Bengal, fucking great DB. He was just hood and fucking. That's literally all it is. He he is a good. He's just from yeah. the hood. That's and we're not, literally we're all not it that is. Bengals anymore, and that's a lot easier to market as like we were talking oh, about before sure. with like the entire city and the, the sports. What was the in. old joke? It's like uh, you have five people, or you have was it? There's five Bengals in a car, and someone's driving. Who's driving? I butchered the fuck. I have no idea. What yeah, no. <laughs> it was like there's four people in a car who's driving, or there's four Bengals in a car who's driving, and the answer was the, the cops. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All that yeah. to get to that. Right around. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was pretty let, rough. Let, let's move on. We're not going to do everyone's what you've been sipping on, even though Jeff just left us. He might not get in for the rest of this episode. But uh, what you've been sipping on, uh, Drew? Yingling, bro. Not not <laughs> physically what you've been sipping on, like me. Media, any type of shows you've been watching, music you've been oh, listening bro. to. Oh shit! Um, music, The Grateful Dead, The Grateful Dead, <laughs> and The Grateful Dead with the side of Jerry Garcia band. I like both types of music. Yeah, The Grateful Dead and the Jerry band. He's a big Deadhead. Yeah, big yeah. Time. nice. I, I I respect The Grateful Dead and what they've done for music culture and shit like that. It's the fans that kind of get to me. Honestly, I'm t- like I, him. <laughs> I I appreciate that. That's all I want is that people to understand the impact that the Grateful Dead, like you can't tell the story of America without the Grateful Dead. They were a center piece of the counterculture movement mm-hmm. in the sixties. Like, and also even they in, played at original Woodstock, and, right? Yes. And even you and the EDM scene and the festival scene, you have a lot to thank for the Grateful Dead because they, there's like, a lot of fucking deadheads in. The oh yeah. Scene. And that, that like whole, like, you know, just like, I don't know, like they didn't like start music festivals, but the whole, like, you know, like hanging out in the lot and the whole, whole like, culture. Communal, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has a they lot. They created a movement big time. What's that? They created a movement one, big one, time. 100%. And it yeah. still persists to this day. I mean, you see uh dead and company shows I go to, they're mm-hmm. sold out. Like yeah. every single show, 25, yeah, 30,000 people. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, they have one of those. You don't want to talk about Billy Strings? Oh, I do want to talk about Billy Strings. Believe me, I fucking do. Oh, we have uh, some homies at a show right now, actually, in Nashville at, uh, at the Bridgestone. Wait, what? Well, I think uh, Kelly and all those girls are uh, at Billy right now at the Bridgestone. Oh, he's playing in Nashville? Yeah, oh, okay. Two-night run. Yeah. But uh, real quick, so what I would like to say about Billy is I genuinely believe this. You guys know Stevie Ray Vaughan, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay, so he, he played the blues, right? Mm-hmm. So the blues is kind of like like jazz or bluegrass in a sense, right? It's like a mm-hmm. not real popular, like, you know, mainstream. It's somewhat niche. But Billy has the potential to do for bluegrass what Stevie Ray Vaughan did for the blues. He can make it cool. He can make it, I don't know if I want to say mainstream, but like 
He's already kind of getting there, bro. That's what I'm yeah. saying, bro. Like, legitimately, like, he's won a Grammy. Like, it's cool. Like, it's mm-hmm. cool to go see, you know, Billy Strings. And, like, for years, you think of bluegrass. Like, people have laughed at me. People still do laugh at me. They're like, oh, you know. It fucking. has a connotation. Exactly. Right? You know, yeah. some dude sitting up on his porch in West Virginia, you know, yeah. right. one tooth. But it's not, you know. <laughs> yeah, playing the spoons. It is right. kind of like that. But it's also not like that. Yeah, time. there's different There's different types of yes. it. Just like there's a yep. million different types of fucking yep. rock genres yep. and stuff like that. Yep. So, and yeah, no, he's definitely doing a lot of things for the bluegrass oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. community. But, yeah, I think that uh, that was good. We'll fucking... End it right there, man. Fucking thank congratulations you on, on 50 episodes. Right. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. Spilly, thank we, you, man. we appreciate, appreciate all your hard work and, and all the all the people that are involved in uh, your house, our rules of family is awesome. Hell yeah, I appreciate y'all. Peace, y'all. Peace.